Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Mr. Robot. Titled EPS 2.8 underscore H1 DDEN dash PR 0 CESS dot AXX. The titles. The titles. They're so unreadable. They're the worst. I hate them. Anyway, bunch of stuff going on in this episode. <laughs> Lots to talk about here. First and foremost, so this episode picks up about where the last one left off. Elliot gets picked up by Joanna. She takes him to her house and just stares at him for an uncomfortably long time. Which is the most terrifying thing that either Elliot or Mr. Robot has ever experienced. Because remember, Elliot is, like, just scared shitless of this woman. He is terrified of her. Uh, You might recall in their first meeting at the end of season one... He said in his inner monologue, I think she can hear us. And Mr. Robot actually elaborates on that in this by saying, I feel like she can see me. Like, they're both so scared of her. And if they weren't creeped out enough, literally as Mr. Robot starts in Elliot's mind walking towards the door, Joanna just says, you're not going anywhere. No! No! (laughs) No! Too creepy! No! (laughs) Stop it! (laughs) Stop being terrifying! Jesus Christ! No! (laughs) So anyway, Joanna, after telling a somehow 
even more bizarre, even more unsettling story about when she and Tyrell first met. Joanna tells Elliot about the phone calls she's been receiving, in her mind, from Tyrell. But of course, Elliot... Is like, wait a minute, that's impossible. Tyrell's dead. Mr. Robot told me himself Tyrell was dead. So whoever you're receiving phone calls from, clearly it's not that. All of this he says in his head because he does not want to tell the scary lady who he's absolutely terrified of that the husband she's definitely she's desperately trying to recontact. Is dead. She does not. He does not want her to know that. (laughs) Uh, But then Joanna is basically like. Hey you're going to track. These phone calls. And you're going to do it now. Or you're not leaving. So Elliot basically. Is taken to. Hack to see if. uh, He can track down these phone calls. And he has the phone with him. Mr. Robot keeps saying, like, yeah, she's crazy, she's crazy, she's crazy, she's crazy, she's crazy. Hey, you're one to talk, asshole. You're literally a figment of this socially awkward dude's imagination. And while he's in the store getting hardware, he receives a call on the phone. He picks it up, and he hears heavy breathing from Tyrell. At this moment, Mr. Robot Fs right off. And Elliot's like, wait a minute. Was that Tyrell? Did Mr. Robot lie to me? Why is he gone? Is he afraid of what I'll find out when I finish this hack? So he does this hack, does this hack with, uh... Joanna's goon just breathing down his neck. And it's it's so it's such a well done sequence. Like everything he does in this is so cool. Like he takes a Pringles can and makes it into a makeshift Wi-Fi antenna. Uh he uses facts to like trick a phone company into thinking uh he's NYPD and that he has to track down this phone because of a suicide threat. It's great. It's really, really clever and really, really amazing. Uh everything you've come to expect from an Elliot hack. The entire time he's questioning Mr. Robot, uh he finds where the phone is, and then the dude's like, What is this? No, he's he can't be calling from that house. And then he just leaves. Meanwhile, throughout this entire time, Angela's been messaging Elliot like, Hey, we need to meet right now. It is urgent. Respond to me, please. So eventually, Elliot is able to meet Angela on the subway. And they have a talk. And Angela says, Yeah, we're screwed. An FBI agent came to me and said she knew about the CD. I'm done pretending like this is going to blow over. I'm turning myself in. Also, 
If you started F Society because of Mr. Robot, stop listening to him. Right now. Because if that's the case, he just f you over big time. We can't win against E-Corp. I have tried. I have attempted this. I can't do it. It's impossible. I'm just ripping the band-aid off and turning myself in. Uh, sitting down with my lawyer and uh, just hashing this out. And they have this, like, really heartfelt goodbye. It's so, so heartbreaking and amazing. I love this sequence. Uh, They talk about how, like, man, it was so much simpler when we were getting high and watching Back to the Future 2. Uh, They hug, they kiss, interestingly enough, and then Elliot leaves. As soon as Elliot leaves, uh, some guys approach Angela, and we don't know what their deal is. So, the entire universe continues to collapse around F Society, and no one's feeling that heat more than Darlene. When Cisco comes home from taking that VHS tape out of the smart house, and brings with him one of the F Society guys from the DC job, you know, the whole knocking the testicles through the skylight thing, comes back from that just effed up with, like, massive internal bleeding and just horrible, horrible, just, he, he's been, he's in bad shape. He, he's in bad shape, basically. Uh, we do find out that they were in a car chase. Somehow, this DC contingent of F Society got into a car chase. Not sure how that happened, but cool. Whatever. And Cisco's like, God, he's dying. We have to take him to a hospital. And Darlene's like, no, no hospitals. He knows my name. He knows my face. We can't do it. And then Cisco immediately calls her out on her bullshit. Like, hey, stop acting like your badass special leader, bitch. You are not that. You stumbled in to somehow pulling off the hack of the century. And you've been flying by the seat of your pants ever since. We need to take this guy to a hospital or he is going to die. Get your head out of your ass. Darlene then, of course, listens to reason. They bring him to the hospital. And Darlene acknowledges, yes, I'm not special, I'm not a leader, that was all BS, it was always Elliot. Ironically, considering that Elliot is just freaking losing it at the moment, uh, Darlene even tells this story about this one time she got kidnapped, and was really happy she got kidnapped. It's a very weird story, (laughs) and very unsettling. This entire time, Dom is trailing uncomfortably close behind them. The FBI finds the smart house and identifies that Cisco went there. And then, much to Dom's chagrin, the FBI posts a sketch of Cisco onto the media. Onto the news. 
And Dom's like, you can't do that. This guy's Dark Army. Dark Army's not going to let one of their own get caught. And Santiago just does not listen to her. Like, yeah, we're putting this out in the media. So, Dom is forced to go along with this whole uh, cowboy justice that the FBI is going into now. After Darlene and Cisco go to get some food, uh, the nurse at the hospital sees the sketch of Cisco on the TV. And is like, oh crap, that dude was just here. Calls the FBI. Dom is there. And she puts two and two together and realizes they didn't see this yet. They're still near here. They're going to come back to this hospital. And she goes down the whole block trying to figure out like, hey, if I was going to get some food, where would I go? And she just runs five blocks to the restaurant that Darlene and Cisco are at. And we get this amazing amazing final shot that is so, so perfect. Uh, This last sequence is shot from across the street from the diner that Darlene and Cisco at. You see Dom run up, call reinforcements, run in, start to try and arrest Cisco. We don't know what transpired in that diner. We don't know what's going on there. Like, there's no dialogue around it or anything. We just see, there's a commotion in the diner right now. And then these two guys in black on a motorcycle show up. One steps off with a damn uh, machine gun. (laughs) A damn SMG. Damn assault rifle. Shoots through the window. At someone. At the table that Cisco and Darlene are sitting at. Now obviously Cisco is the focus of this hit. But they do something very clever. In that they never confirm what the extent of these casualties are. Did someone die? If so, who? Uh, If so, how many people died? We don't know. We never, like, check up on Cisco or Darlene at any point in this shot. We just see the this assassination happen. One guy Fs off. The other gets shot by the cops. Dom comes out saying, like, I'm FBI. Don't shoot. And is just looking around trying to find uh, the other guy. And he's just not there. And then it cuts the credits. So we don't know if Cisco's alive or dead. We don't know if Darlene's alive or dead. We have no idea if or if someone's dead or who is dead. We just have we we have no idea the status of everyone inside. So RIP TBD. <laughs> Someone probably died, but we don't know who or how many people, or that what whatever the specifics of it are. All we know is Dark Army shot someone. Was it multiple someones? We don't know. Uh, did 
did everyone miraculously survive their injuries? Or did someone get fully assassinated? Like, we don't know. We don't know anything of what's happening here. Like, it is the most clever suspense ever. It's the most cleverly suspenseful ending to any episode of any television series ever. It's in, it's fantastic. It's such a great shot. Such a magnificent sequence. And that's where the episode ends. Oh, also, this episode opens, I should say, with Price meeting with Terry Colby and telling him uh, that he basically has to help influence a vote to get China to annex the Congo. This is a UN vote. And Colby asks why Price does everything he does. And he's like, I've always asked the question, am I the most powerful person in the room? And the answer always had to be yes. I still ask that question, and I still need the answer to be yes. Going on this whole monologue. So, Price is doing some shady business stuff behind the scenes there. Good God, this episode. There are so many threads. Hanging in the air. Uh, we only got two more episodes left in the season. Uh, so, beginning of next week, we're going to wrap up season two. And, oh boy, it's going to be something. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives. So you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's simple as just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined, to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing, or not tomorrow, on Monday we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 11. Talk to you then.